in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. We're back on the air, and I like it. <laughs> That was a nice introduction. <laughs> I feel like spring has sprung. Yeah, it's so warm. Actually, last week it was sort of miserable, and we were sat in this room, and it's really dark. And now it's still really dark, but outside is really nice. Yeah, it is.、It's、we could、surprising. go and have a picnic. We could. We could definitely do that. We can make little triangular sandwiches and little cakes. We should do that. Definitely, the weather calls for it for sure. Get a little frisbee going on. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> okay, cool. So.、Uh, Um, I have a review from Tennis Can, who's from the USA, and says,、um, "I'm going to Shenzhen in October to play tennis. I found this blog, and I have re-、uh, I'm I I am really enjoying、uh, enjoying it. Can't wait to see China. Holly and Nora, down to earth, funny, and informative. Ah,、oh, thank you. Good luck. Yeah,、uh, this was left in November last year, so Tennis Can has probably already canned tennis <laughs> in China." <laughs> Well, hope you had a great time. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much for the review. Yes, thank you. Yeah,、uh, if any of you fancy leaving us a review, it's most most appreciated.、Uh, it will help us get found in iTunes by other people wanting to learn about China, and it might make our our day turn from gray to sunny because <laughs> <laughs> we read them and we relish every one、mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, it always makes us smile. True. Yes. Okay, so I've got、um, a news article that this is actually to do with last week. So、um, last Wednesday was、uh, International Women's Day.、Um, this is something completely new to me、uh, when I arrived to China. It seems as though it's an international holiday, but China really goes for it. Like they really do it. Um, so um, this story is set in Hunan Province. And、uh, cinema was、uh, offering half-price tickets for women.、Uh, so <laughs> basically, there was a, a the ticket seller、um, kind of wanted to refuse to sell a ticket to a woman because she basically thought that it, the woman was actually a man. So、uh, the woman goes to the desk dressed in a black hat, a pink jacket, a blink,、uh, black skirt. And was very insistent about getting the half price ticket. And you can actually, I'll put the link to this article on、uh, writtenchinese.com/episode78.、Um, and you can see a picture of her. And、uh, I think it probably is a guy, but a guy who takes dressing like a woman very seriously.、Mm. So、uh, she, the so the woman doesn't <laughs> want to give her the ticket. And she says to the ticket seller, "Just look at me, slim waist, long legs. I look prettier than you." Oh, <laughs> <laughs>、um, but、uh, basically, this woman just wasn't. She wasn't gonna, you know, she wasn't gonna take no for an answer. And people in the queue were getting really annoyed. So eventually, <laughs> the ticket seller gave her the、uh, gave her the ticket. But actually, the woman, the ticket seller, wanted to see ID and. Uh, her ID card listed her sex as male, but、um, you know,、uh, she was feeling she was feeling open-minded that day. I guess so.、Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. We've had you know we've had this 
discussion quite a few times in China about how fluid the gender lines are. Mm -hmm. um, we have this kind of discussion on a weekly basis because there's the server at the coffee shop that we go to. That we can't we haven't tell. I keep I keep getting convinced one way or the other whether she's a man or a woman, but she she's saying I'm gonna say she she dresses as a woman, but I'm not convinced that she is because she has like kind of an Adam's apple and like stubble on face and kind of thicker ankles mm. and elbows kind of seem manly. So it's either El manly elbows. Yeah, I don't know. Something about Momentum. a man, man's <laughs> elbows, like, pointier mm. somehow. I'll have to have a look. I can't, I don't think I've inspected men's elbows so oh. much. I will now, though. I'm definitely going to check them out. Uh, I feel like they're, like, always kind of a little bit bonier than women's elbows a bit, like, sharper. Yeah. Well, we, yeah we, so, yeah, we've looked at this, this, um this lady at the coffee shop we go to. And then we also think, like, why is it so important? It really yeah. isn't. We're just intrigued. Yeah. We're we're not, we don't care either way. Yeah. We're just uh, curious. We I definitely think. realize we're being dumb, like, spending time actually analyzing this person's sex. But, mm -hmm. um, and, you it's know... It's not the first time. It's not the first time. No, <laughs> we've seen quite a few of these, like iffy gen I mean you don't know which mm -hmm. way they're going it's usually the more or the other way like girls dressing like boys yeah that's much more common I think and the ones that I've met who are doing that if you mistake them for a boy they're actually really happy about it even if they're not gay it's just like something they like to play around with the gender roles a bit more so than we do in the west I think and um I also, like, we noticed that no other Chinese people ever really look at this person no. suspicious. You know, like, we're the only ones who are kind of, like, peering Scrutinizing. at her. Scrutinizing. Like, hmm, <laughs> what are you? I need to put you in a box. You have knobbly elbows. <laughs> yeah. But in China, like, nobody... No one on nylon, No, they don't. They don't. Mm -mm. And this is, like, goes back to the little... I think this is a part of culture in china like goes back far goes back very far but anyway that's another topic absolutely discussion. we we've we've talked a little bit about gender in another episode yeah. but gender roles i forgot what episode that was but you can just search you can just <laughs> search for it in our uh, at writtenchinese.com and i'm sure it'll pop up yes keyword search yes uh so i'm gonna jump into our question and oh. this comes from siobhan and uh, she, so she, she gives us a little bit of information about herself. So I'm just going to jump in and read what she says. She says, uh, I'm a young white Australian woman. Uh, I've gotten an e uh, excellent but somewhat useless diploma in beauty therapy. And I have self-taught myself a bit of web design stuff. Um, but I don't have a degree in anything. I understand that China is getting stricter about allowing people to work without a degree. I have contacted some universities in Australia and could do a Bachelor of Web Design and complete it uh, in approximately a year and a half. My goal it, um, in living in China is to learn Chinese, hopefully teach some English and maybe one day work at an IT company. My question is, do you think it is a go good plan to study this course? Do you think it will help me gain a working visa in China? And if I wanted to work in the web development field, would it be easier to gain access to those jobs with a degree? 
The course would be online, so I was thinking I could even do some of it in Australia and then move to China and complete it there. Do you think the firewall in China would allow me to study online and submit assignments to Australia? Sorry, I know it's a lot of questions. Thank you again for the podcast and helping me gain some clarity. Well, I'm hoping we can do that a little bit. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, should we start at the top? Let's start at the top. Uh, She mentions that her goal in coming to China is to learn Chinese. Right. And whether, I mean, I think she's wondering if she needs to, like, study. Also, I know she's talking mostly about studying the IT, you know, studying web design. But um, I don't know if she has a question of whether or not she should study Chinese before coming, too. But I think that if if anybody out there is wondering whether you should, I think the answer is no. Um, it would be cool if you could just find a local community, like a tech college, and do just like a... Uh, sometimes they have these like two or six week courses that do mm. like a intro to Chinese language yes. where you could like learn the pinyin and like bo po mo, the pr- pronunciations. Um, that would yeah. be really good because then you would have a small starting off point, but don't feel like you need to speak Chinese before coming here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not going to do this in uh, order <laughs> of answering the questions. Because, um, so she, I guess she's asking as well about getting a work visa. Mm. Um, and did she need a degree to get a work visa? Yeah, I think the answer is yes, you do need a degree. Um and I, it does have to be in a related field, um, as far as I'm aware. But yeah, the, although this, although Siobhan left us this question like last year, at the end of the year, the visa regulations have changed a little bit. Um, although there, it's always more strict for for teachers more than any other field. I think. Mm. Yeah, because um, there's just an abundance of foreign teachers here. Yeah. Um, however, I I don't think you necessarily need to have a degree to get a job in that field here what do you what do you think Nara? i think that there'll be companies who will be willing to take you on even if you have a bit of experience um obviously you probably wouldn't get a work visa um but for a lot of companies get uh, like giving people work visas can be often a bit like tedious and hard work for them so they'll probably be more willing to take you on <laughs> if you at the at that time like maybe to give you some experience and then if you wanted a work visa and they didn't want to give you it, you could move on to another, uh, once you've got your qualification, you could move on to another company who would do that. Yeah, I don't tend to recommend to anybody who's never been to China before to try to figure out the work visa situation Mm. before coming. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Just because for one, it's really complicated and, and two, you may not, enjoy it here you may be here for a few months and then realize oh this isn't for me or you may want want to head in a different direction like maybe you came to teach so your work visa is teaching and then you switch professions and basically what happens when you do that is you have to completely change your visa Um, because there's a foreign expert certificate that goes along with your visa and it has to be related to the field in which you're working. So you can't just, oh, I'm on a work visa and then work in any field that you want. So I recommend to anybody who's never been to China before and is considering working in China to go first on a tourist visa. Just yeah. try to get the longest tourist visa that you can. 
and um, which for she's she's Australian. Is yes, that what she said? yes, that's right. I don't know what the regulations are for Australia, but for the U.S. now you can get one for ten years. Um, not that you can stay in China for ten years without leaving, but it's it gives you a lot of time to play around with your options, and then you can actually check out whether or not you even want to live and work in China. The、yeah. situation may be completely different than what you imagined. So, for better or worse, yeah. So don't worry about the work visa、mm-hmm. stuff because, like, there's all these dodgy agencies who will promise you a work visa,、uh-huh. but you know what they're gonna do is they're just gonna put you in some random small, like, sub-tier city in the middle of China. They're going to undercut your salary, and you're basically—I mean, you might still enjoy your time. But you're basically getting screwed. Yeah, they're they're ripping you off. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about people who've, you know, think that oh, you need to be work,、uh, let's use legally that you need to do everything by the book. Well, that's not how China works, to be honest. No. So, and not that I want, not that we want to say like, you know, you know, you don't need to follow the rules at all. Of course. Um, yeah, we are not advocating yeah, not that you do anything that. illegal. Yeah, crazy, but <laughs> what we're saying is though, you want to make sure. I mean, you have an opportunity on a tourist visa to come in and test the waters、yeah. before you actually like go through the efforts of getting the work visa. Yeah, yeah, because it's a company that's going to need to process the work visa for you. So you want to find the company first. Um, so、and the can, right company for you as well. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to just like find some job online and then get you know go through all these、um, steps and then get there and realize that it's not what you wanted. Yeah. So yeah, get here on a tourist visa. You can still make money. You can do、um, part-time tutoring on the side, and actually you can make decent money and you can make a living off of doing that while you're waiting for you know something more concrete to come along. And of course, you don't need a visa for that. That is like, of course, under the table, but、mm. under a certain amount of money, I don't think the government is really that worried about、no. about it.、Um, just imagine it's like mowing somebody's lawn for you know、like、five bucks <laughs> on po- a Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can come in and, and suss things out before you actually go through that. Yeah, I think we've mentioned this in other podcasts in the past about、um, people worrying about not getting a job when they get here. Mm. But there's really an abundance of jobs in in many different areas.、Uh, okay, teaching is probably there's probably more jobs you know than any other field. But especially like in in Shenzhen, for example, like the kind of field that Siobhan wants to get into, I, I think that there's there there are companies that might you know be willing to take her on as well. Oh yeah, IT is definitely a growing field, especially in Shenzhen. Also, Chengdu is one of the、mm. IT centers.、Um, And web design is particularly good because, for one,、um, you can demonstrate your value without any kind of fancy paperwork behind you. Like web design is, it's art, so it's like you show them what you can do, and then you do that. I mean, of course, there are different angles for web for web design. There's different. There's the graphic design that goes into it, and then there's like front end. There's a lot of different.、Um, you you know you could potentially go at it at different angles,、mm. and uh, uh, some of it is more technical. But if you're more interested in the actual like art, then I think just having a portfolio, so like creating some some samples to yeah, put in、definitely. your portfolio, even if you haven't actually used them in 
a you know like a legitimate company just showing them and saying this is what i'm capable of that's i feel like more weight than a degree from some university because you already have a leg up being a foreigner because a lot of the um it companies they want to design like for an international brand and so they'll value your input being um being a foreigner and also i feel like the design like web design in general in china is really lacking they have a lot of developers but they don't have a lot of um talent when it comes to web design um i'm saying that having worked in this industry for like six years in china um their designers are generally very expensive when you compare them to other ones around the world and they're very mediocre when you compare it to other ones around the world so web design is a good um i think field Mm -hmm. to try to get a job in china yeah definitely um so i want to address the doing the course online Mm um i i even if um you can't access your course online you can just get use a vpn Right. I think that's, I mean, I think you wouldn't need that anyway because you'd need access to a lot of other sites that may be blocked here. So I think you, you would need a VPN anyway, even if even if your course was uh, available. Um, I mean, we not, even Nora and I have started to do some online courses. We have. So. <laughs> We've been enjoying it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we, we can access those files and videos and stuff. Yes and no. I mean, like, you can log in on the website uh, without a VPN, but then if you want to use the app, sometimes sometimes you need the VPN VPN. just to, like, start up the app. Anyway. But there's always a way around it, isn't there? There is. There is, but just keep in mind that it's not going to be as simple as being back home Mm -hmm. and just logging in. Like, you're going to have to keep some kind of a buffer in mind. Like, when you are approaching a deadline, give yourself extra time to submit your files because you don't want to have a situation where everything is ready, but it's racing down to the clock and you need to upload it by a certain time Mm -hmm. and you're having a problem with connections because that is going to happen. That's just a reality here. Even if you can access the course online one day, the next day it may be more difficult to access it. So... So just Definitely. keep that in mind, but... Um, yeah, if you have exams as well, like yeah. if they do any sort of online examination, that might also be a problem because sometimes your connection can drop. Right. Yeah. So there may be technical difficulties, but um, in general, I think you could... I think so. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be optimistic for once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of our... Um, a friend of ours is doing a, an online course. She's doing her university course... Uh, online and from what she said she hasn't had any problems with her connection like and she's had to do exams and uh, do like um, online uh, chats with her other classmates and stuff like that and she uh, you know and she would have mourned about it (laughs) (laughs) had there been a problem so yeah she she seems to you know worked out with her online course okay yeah nice Mm -hmm. um don't know where I was going to go now. They may also allow you to, you know, if you tell them your situation and you say, hey, I want to do this course, um, I'm going to be moving to China, I don't know if I'm going to be able to access it, they may give you an alternative method to submit your materials to mm. um, just try to fit, find out what that would be yeah. before you 
before you get here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that... Um, got this is sort of like rewinding a little bit and Siobhan says about oh about te- um she wants to learn Chinese and she was gonna t- she wanted to teach some uh English uh and then maybe one day work at an IT company like I, I think that sounds like a great idea not that mm-hmm. I want to really give you like uh I-, I have any qualifications to give career advice but I well think... I mean that's exactly what we both did right right yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so sure. I think we are qualified yeah. well, to say okay, like okay, okay, she's enough. basically exactly <laughs> following in our footsteps mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> yeah and it, teaching is a right way to save a bit of money so you can pay for your costs mm-hmm. as well like mm-hmm. it, re- it can really work well I yeah the like, teaching is always a nice thing like it just gives you an opportunity to explore like when I was in the U.S., anytime I had a job, it usually um, consumed so much of my time that, like, I didn't really have other, op- you know, like, it's either you're working and then yeah. you're suddenly unemployed and then you have time to look at other options. But generally, um, once you're doing something, you're doing it. But in China, like, when you're doing teaching, it really gives you, because you can be so flexible. You can find something that works precisely for your schedule. Yeah. And so it'll give you the opportunity to explore other things. Like we have a, a mutual friend here who does a lot of writing. So he he's he's not that interested in saving a lot of money. He just wants to make enough. You know, he wants to save a little bit. Yeah. So he, he works um, at a school where it's like, you know, he goes to work from, uh, I think it's from 8 until noon. And then he has like one class in the afternoon. So then he has the rest of the day. Perfect. Yeah. To, to do his writing, and that's what mm-hmm. he does. He just basically pays for her. He's like a starving artist who's <laughs> not starving. You know, he pays for his room and board and everything sure. like that, um, at the same time having enough time to write. Yeah. And if that routine doesn't suit you, like if you work better in the mornings, then you can do your, like your own, you know, your your university stuff, and then work in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Depends on, is, yeah, there's, like Nora said, there's options for everyone. It's really versatile. Yeah, it's a really cool opportunity. And there, I mean, even though, of course, it is more and more difficult to get teaching jobs here, but that's, that's just compared to how it was. Before it was like you could just walk off the airplane and immediately <laughs> have a job. Well, now, like, it might take you a little bit of time, but still, it's not that much effort. Think about how many people there are in China, and all of them want what they want their children to learn English. Pretty much all of them, mm-hmm. because they know that's going to open up opportunities for them. So it's every kid in the in basically in China is interested in having an English tutor for an hour a week. So there's just not enough supply to meet that demand. So there's plenty of opportunities here, and there will be in the future. Um, it'll gradually go down, but mm-hmm. not you know, like, very gradually and over a long period of time. Yeah. Um, we, we actually, uh, we've had several episodes on teaching, I think, where we've mentioned teaching in China. Um, so you can, yeah, as you can just search for those on writtenchinese.com and they'll pop up. Um, I, I recommend listening to those if you're considering teaching in China. Uh, China. Mm-hmm. So just choose a city, find out where the expat community is, arrive, Get some advice from those people who are there, um, test some things out, and then later worry about your work visa and about your full-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, they'll just don't just forget about those things. Yes. <laughs> yes. And don't forget to download the written Chinese dictionary so that you can save your flashcards and bring them with you as you go. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> this was. <Yeah. laughs> um <laughs> Nora, do you uh do you have any closing points? That was my closing point. <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> How about a word of the week for us? Okay, please? so we're talking about universities today, so let's give you the word for university and that is Dashui. So Dashui is like big school. Sometimes I, I love like how Chinese yeah, is so do like I. that. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. And awesome. smile. Dashui. <laughs> mm-hmm. Could you give us the opinion for that? Please? Okay, so that's D A with the fourth tone, da, like big. And then Xue is X-U-E with the second tone, awesome. rising tone. Nice. So there'll be links uh, to our dictionary uh, for both of, uh, well, for that word. Um, uh, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 78 to see all of our notes from today, including the word of the week. Nora, you want to say anything else? I just want everybody to enjoy their week. <laughs> I'm like riding high on the spring spring yeah. breeze. So and it's, and it's Monday, and we're in good moods. So it's it's true. I hope it reaches all of you. And thank you so so much for listening. Leave us a voicemail, please. We want to oh, hear yes, your voices. Yes. It's been a while since we've actually heard somebody's yeah, voice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, come on, writtenchinese.com/slash/voicemail. You can leave us a spoken message, question, whatever. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.